So, I was a terrible boyfriend. Terrible. Keisha's agreeing with me right now. <laughs> um, I know it's probably really hard to understand this, but I was not what you would call a ladies' man, high school and in college. Um, I did not date pretty much entire way through high school and entire way through college, and I would really like to say that was my choice. Would really like to say that that was my choice. <laughs> um, so the summer before my last semester of college, Keisha and I started dating, and she was my first ever real girlfriend, uh, my first girlfriend since the sixth grade. So sorry if you are here and in like fifth or sixth grade. That doesn't really count. But boy, I was bad. I was a bad boyfriend. I don't, I didn't, I didn't know the things that a boyfriend was supposed to do. All I knew was my friends that had girlfriends, I would just make fun of them all of the time because they couldn't hang out and do the things that I wanted them to do because I had to go hang out with their girlfriends. So I had no idea. I just thought they were all lame. So Keisha and I had only been dating, I don't know, a month, two months, not long. And I had to go back to Indiana for one last semester of college. So you know what all good boyfriends do when they have to leave their girlfriend for a few months? No, I'm asking because I have no idea. I still, I still don't know. Um, I don't, over those few months, I don't think I called Keisha one time. <laughs> I know, right? I'm bad. And kids, this was in like the infant days of texting. Like it existed but you had to pay extra to get like 25 texts for the month. So those were like very precious. And we had to use the old like T9 texting method, which is like watching your grandparents type an email with two fingers type of thing. So as you know, all 25 of those precious texts went to, no, they didn't. It was bad. That was bad. That, uh, at some point while we were dating, Keisha went to Cambodia for a cross-cultural trip. Well, she went to Spring Arbor University. It's a thing that they did where they would go on these big trips, right? And so <laughs> all of the other people on her trip that were dating someone got these cute little gifts and bags to take with them from their, you know, girlfriend or boyfriend. Keisha even gave me a card to open for every day she was gone. And she gave that to me like the day before she left. I was like, oh, thanks. Shoot. <laughs> so you know what I did is I missed the phone call from Cambodia. <laughs> she kept, don't look at like that. Like, don't look at me like that, man. Okay, I was a bad boyfriend. Okay, I know. It was bad. Um, some of you right now are wondering why is she still with him? It's a great question. All I can say is we serve a good and mysterious God. Um, or, or, oh, that part's true. But maybe, maybe I wasn't that bad of a boyfriend because I knew she just got out of a relationship with a guy that was a bad, a bad guy, but he did all the cute boyfriendy things, and so I was just trying to show her that I was different. Yeah, let's go with that one. That sounds better. That's not true at all. All right. I'm just an idiot. So we're starting a new message series today on relationships. So I'm going to ruin all credibility I have right off the bat. Good job. Uh, it's okay. Keisha has trained me. I am a 
I think, maybe not, I will find out this afternoon, and I think I'm a better husband than I was a boyfriend, but that's an extremely low bar, so it's not, not hard to do. Um, okay, dating, dating, dating was difficult, right? Like, I do not want to go back to that world. Those of you that are in that world, like, I'm praying for you. Uh, the dating, it was hard. I thought, well, once you get married, right, and everyone that's married here, right, once you get married, that's when it gets easier, right? Yeah. Turns out marriage, also difficult. <laughs> also really difficult. But you know, once you have kids, that's when life gets really simple and everything gets easy, right? Right, yeah. Turns out this relationship thing, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's hard. Because relationships always involve two things, a human and another human. And anytime humans are involved... Well, we have a great track record of a history of humanity, don't we? But the truth of the matter is, and why we're doing this series on relationships, all relationships, we're talking dating, marriage, friendships, uh, kids, parenting, uh, work relationships, all relationships. We're going to wrap up, we're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks because it's important. Because honestly, if we really want to be honest, our lives are built on relationships, right? Like, we don't want to go through life completely alone. We need people. Like, there's certain animals in the animal kingdom that literally cannot survive if you have just one of them. This will probably explain why I didn't ever get a girlfriend in college. But in college, I really wanted to buy a penguin. <laughs> Turns out you can't have just one because it can't survive by itself. It needs other penguins. That humans are the same way. We need other humans. But that's a problem because that means we need other humans. And we have to have a relationship with other humans. Our lives are built on that fact. And when we have healthy relationships, it leads to a peaceful life, right? Hopefully we all know a little bit of what that looks like to have a healthy relationship and then, man, that's when you're with that person or that group of people that are all healthy, it's peaceful. It's fulfilling. There's meaning there. I think we also know what it means to have less than healthy relationships in our lives and how that does not lead to a peaceful life, but life with lots of drama. And like the great philosopher said, we don't want no drama, drama right? Keep that away. We don't want it. But that involves relationships. I've said for years, I don't really need to meet someone to really know them. I just need to meet the four or five people that they're closest to. Well, that's not entirely true, but I think it's pretty true. Like if I don't know you, but I know the four or five people that you are closest to, then I'm going to know a lot about you. Why? Because people, the relationships we have matter. They're important. Who you surround yourself with matters. It matters like a lot right? So welcome to Relationship Advice with Brandon, who knows very little about relationships. <laughs> this is going to go great, guys. It's going to be awesome. I know they're important. And yeah, so we're going to talk about it. Because isn't that what we want? To have healthy relationships, to have a peaceful and meaningful life? Yes. So the next few weeks, we're going to talk about all different types of relationships, dating, marriage. And even when you're married, you still need to date your spouse, right? That's important, right? We're going to talk about all these things, friendships, coworkers, bosses, kids, 
the barista you see every week. Like all of these relationships are important. All of them matter. So today as we start, I want to unpack one truth that I think, I think, I'm pretty sure applies to every relationship you have. Um, I think it applies to all of them. So we're going to get, let's just jump right in. All right, so the main thing I want to talk about today, the main point, if you get one thing, listen to this next sentence, and then you can completely tune out. I'm fine with that. Is becoming someone is better than finding someone. Becoming someone is better than finding someone. Now, this definitely and easily applies to dating, especially. That's the obvious one, one we talk about with, students all of the time because they're all so focused on finding someone and we're like more important than finding someone is becoming someone that that person you find wants to actually be with you know like you find the perfect person and they're like that's not good either right becoming someone is better than finding someone but I think this applies to every single relationship that we have because I think so many of us grew up on Disney movies, we get this idea that like someday some prince, we're going to find this prince that's going to come in and save us and fix all of the things. And that's just not how life really works, right? We think I need to find the right friend. If I could just find the right friend or the right group of friends, then my life would be so much better. I think so many adults never actually leave high school. And so it's a lot like that high school where we just... You know, gotta have the popular friends. I gotta have these. I gotta be in with this group. I gotta be, if I'm in with this group, then it's gonna be so much better, right? Let's be honest. We've sometimes put unsaid pressure on our kids to do that thing for us. None of us really want to admit it, but let's be honest. Sometimes, like, if you could just be friends with that kid, and I could be friends with their parents, and then I'm gonna be in the in crowd, and so let's make that happen. Let's schedule that play date. Okay, is that a healthy relationship or not? Are we trying to become better or just find somebody better? And is that even somebody better we want to be around, right? We think, if only my boss was different. If only I could find the right boss. If I could find the right coworkers, the right work situation, then my life would be so much better and fulfilling because my job and my career would be so much better because I just need to find the right person. I got to find the right things. Maybe. Those of us that are married, we're not off the hook here, okay? I thought once I was married, okay, sweet, we're done, bam, got her, convinced her, tricked her, got her, we're good. No, marriage is hard. You need to continue trying to become the better person, become like personal growth, not like better than your partner, but you need to continue to become better, the person that they want to still be around, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but there's a lot of divorce that happens around here because I think this happens. Well, married, done. Sit on my couch, hit my Amish moment, stop growing, I'm done. Bam. No! You need to continue trying to become someone that your spouse wants to be around or your partner wants to be around. Sometimes we put these unrealistic expectations on the other person in a relationship, in our marriage, with our friends, with whoever. Like, we want them to be responsible for our happiness. No. That's not how that works. You can't put that on your partner. You can't put that on your friends. It's not the other person's job to give you satisfaction in life. Becoming someone is more important than finding someone. Being the right person is way more important than finding the right person. So I think we all want to surround ourselves with great people. I think we all understand that, right? Like, I, we all want to surround ourselves with awesome people. But what happens when those awesome people don't want 
to surround you? What happens when they don't want to be around you? You find the perfect person that you want to date, but they're like, no thanks. You find that great group of friends, but they don't really want to let you in because they're afraid you are going to drag them down. Gulp. We want great people in our lives. You want great people in your life, but what if those great people don't want you in their life? Becoming someone is better than finding someone. Sometimes I think we suffer from Jerry Maguire syndrome. Syndrome? Well, words are hard. You remember that movie? It's an old movie. It's over 20 years old. It was supposed to be a sports movie. It was not a sports movie. I'm kind of upset about that still. I wanted to watch a sports movie. And then it turned into this romantic love movie. And I was like, this is not what I signed up for. So I don't recommend going to watch this movie. Don't do it. (laughs) But there are some really quotable moments in that movie that I think have a lot of us still remember. One of them at the end of this movie, and it's all lovey-dovey, all that stuff. I was like, this is not about football. I wanted to watch football. But in the end of it, they're like, you complete me. We need to be together because you complete me. And so we all are like, oh, we all cry. And then I'm in the corner angry because I just wanted to watch football. But most of us are like, oh, he completes her. She completes him. I don't remember who said to who. But somebody completed somebody. And it's beautiful. And we're all like, oh, I want that too. But I don't know if that's how that works. Right? I want our spouse. Oh, they need to complete me. I want my partner. They've got to complete me. My friend group. They need to complete me. Well, let's see what the Bible says about this. Paul wrote something similar in the book of Colossians. We're going to read through that together. It's in Colossians chapter 2. He spends the first chapter kind of setting up what he's going to talk about in this letter to the church in Colossae. And then chapter 2, he really gets into the meat of what he wants to say. Then the rest of the letter, he kind of unpacks that again. So this is like the heart, the meat, the most important thing he wants to say in this letter that he's writing to this church. He's writing about them being free in Christ. And what does it mean to live a life as a Christ follower, as a member of the way, as they called it back then? Because they're setting up all these churches in areas that did not really know much about God or Jesus. They had all these other pagan religions. And so Paul's writing these letters. Most of the New Testament is Paul writing these letters going, this is what it means to follow Jesus. So let's see what he says. We're going to start in verse 7. He says, let your roots grow down into him into Jesus. Let your lives be built on him, on Jesus. Then, and only then, your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. I love the way that sounds, because I feel like that's half of the time. Our lives are high-sounding nonsense. Anyways, High-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Listen to this part. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. So in that passage, I really want to focus on two of the verses. Verse 7 at the beginning of that, let your roots grow down into Jesus. Build your lives on 
Jesus. Earlier I said I think our lives are built on relationships because so much of our life is built around the people that are the closest to us. Paul sounds to agree with that. But he's saying more important, more important than the relationships with the people that you have is the relationship with God. That should matter more than the relationships we have with other people. Let your lives be built on him. Go to verse 10. So then, so also, we're complete, not through another person, not through another person. Let me repeat that. Not through another person, but through union with Jesus. So many times we talk to people that are struggling, and it's because they have put so much importance on other people. And our relationships with other people are so, so huge. But when we put so much of our own life, our own meaning, our own value on other people, they're going to fail us because they're people. That's what people do. We're imperfect things, all trying to get better together. That's the whole point of this Jesus thing. So instead of putting all of my importance and value on what other people are going to say and do and think, Paul says, no, 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 no. Be made complete through your union with Jesus. Having an amazing partner is not going to complete me. Jesus completes me. Becoming someone is more important than finding someone. Our purpose in life is not to find the right people. We think that's the quick, easy fix. How often does the quick, easy fix actually work in anything? Not often, right? Not often. Our purpose in life is not to just find the right people to be around. Our purpose in life is undivided devotion to Jesus. And the cool part is undivided devotion to Jesus will then lead us to the right people. We just want to skip steps. You can't skip steps. Real quick, what happens when you are not feeling great? What happens when you're like, Brandon, this, this sounds great. This sounds great. Yep. I'm with you. I got to try and become somebody better, not just find better people. That's great. But right now I'm struggling. Right now, I don't know if I can do that. What do you do then? I'll be honest. Like, been there many times in my life. There right now. You're dealing with some mental health stuff. You're dealing with some relational stuff or some people that are supposed to be the right people in your life all of a sudden are like not being the right people in your life and it hurts. What do you do then? Well, I spent some time with God recently and he's like, Brandon, I get it. Right now you're in the wilderness. That's hard. That's hard. You know where growth happens? In the wilderness. And it's hard. You know what struggles when you're struggling? The relationships you have with the people around you struggle, right? We've been there. I'm there. I haven't been the best husband, the best dad, best friend. I'm spending my time with God, he's like, I need you to stop focusing on that. 
Stop focusing on the relationships with all the people around you. And come back, come back to me. Because you're in the wilderness, not because you're in the wilderness. You're in the wilderness because there's something you need to grow. There's a way you need to grow. This is intentional. I want you to grow. I need to become someone better, not just try and find someone better. And God took that and pointed it right back at me, and I was like, thanks. Because when we struggle, our relationships struggle. And God's like, come back to me. Build your life on me, not on all of the people around you. Focus on growth. You know the best thing you can do to improve your relationships? Go away from all of them and go to God. The best thing you can do to improve your relationships is go spend time with God. You want to improve your friendships? Then leave your friends alone and go sit in a room and pray. You want to improve your marriage? Leave your partner alone. Go sit in a room and pray. You want to improve your relationship with your kids? Leave them alone. Go sit in a room and pray. Sounds simple. But it feels backwards, right? Like if I've got this relational strain with someone, I want to go and figure that out. I want to go hang out. I want to go be with them and talk it out. But what if I'm not ready for that yet? What if God's like, no, you, you need to spend some time with me first. I need you to learn something first. I need you to grow first. I need you to become the person I want you to become first. Look at what Jesus did over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. You read the four books that make up the Gospels, like biographies of Jesus part of the Bible. And you know what Jesus does over and over and over and over again? Leaves groups of people to go be alone with God. Over and over and over again. Jesus is like, cool, giant group of people. I'm going to go here and pray. All right, I really need to invest in my disciples, this group of 12 that you're going to carry my message on after I leave. Okay, great. You stay here. I'm going to go pray. What if we learned that? I said, I don't, know, I don't know a lot about relationships. But if I had one piece of relationship advice I could give you, is I, relationships with humans are so vital. They're so important. They're so huge. And the best thing you can do to make them better is go spend time with God. Go be alone with God. Build your life on your relationship with Jesus. Don't build your life on your relationship with people. Build it on Jesus first. Make that your foundation. And then on that foundation, build up your relationship with other people. Don't make your foundation of your life your relationship with your friends. Don't make it your relationship with your partner. Don't make it a relationship with coworkers or your work or your career. Make it Jesus. And then build up walls that are those relationships with people to finish building your house, however that works. I don't know, that picture. But if Jesus isn't the foundation, it's going to crumble at some point because people are not perfect. Only Jesus is. Not a one-way relationship where you do all the talking, but where we shut up and listen and we're obedient to where he's leading us. Before we do,
I'm going to pray. And I want you to make a commitment right now. Right now. Tell yourself, I want, I want the foundation of my life to be built on my relationship with Jesus. And a lot of us start there. A lot of us do that. A lot of us have already made a decision to follow Jesus, and that's beautiful, and that's wonderful, and that's the greatest thing you can ever do in your life. But when we're honest and we do a little self-evaluation, that foundation, all of a sudden we start bringing some people into that, right? We started as Jesus, but now, you know what? My spouse has got at least half of that, and my kids got about another quarter of that. And these friends, they take about 15%. And all of a sudden, your foundation is built, I'm not good at math, 75%. Is that right? On people instead of Jesus. So let's all make the commitment right now that we're going to build the foundation of my life, not on people, but on Jesus. But on Jesus. I'm going to commit to spending that time alone with him and trust that that's going to help with the relationships that I have. And if you've never made that commitment to follow Jesus, you can do that right now too. For the first time, you can decide to build your life on that foundation and do the most beautiful, the most meaningful, the most difficult thing you can ever do which is say, I'm not in charge of my life anymore, Jesus, you are. Ask him to forgive your sins, and he will, because he's awesome like that. And then start building your life, building that foundation on Jesus. Where every day we can get up and say, Jesus, lead me with your love to those around me. Will you pray with me? Jesus, lead us. We know that you love us. We thank you for that. I pray that we will all lean into your love. Learn to accept your love. And then, Jesus, I pray that you will lead us. I pray that we will be obedient to your leading to take that love to those around us. That you will stop focusing on all of the people, on all of the relationships that we have, and instead focus on you. Focus on our relationship with you. Jesus, I commit to do that. Right now, I want everybody in this room, everybody watching online, listening, just spend a few seconds with Jesus. Talk to him. Ask him to show you which relationships have crept into that foundation. And if you've never made it a decision to follow Jesus, as you talk to him, we call that prayer just silently in your head. Say, Jesus, I love you. I want you to be the foundation of my life. I ask you will forgive me for all my sins. I believe you are God. I believe you are the best foundation for my life. I want you to be the leader of my life. And I commit, even if I don't understand all that it means yet, and I don't think any of us do, I commit to following you.
We pray all this in your awesome, holy, powerful name. And everybody said, amen.